1: To Jeff Cameron, show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good Monday. Hey, it's, uh, it's a Monday in which Florida State's 7-0? That's a good Monday, I tell you. And it's Tom Lang birthday week. What a, what a time to be alive, what? everybody. What? Yeah, it's Tom Lang birthday week. It's 7-0 Florida State football. You're throwing down with a T.
2: Lizzie birthday week? Mm-hmm. I didn't know I had a week. Thank you for this no, Well,
1: I'm not going to talk about it other than right now. But well, okay. uh, it's out there. Well, Wednesday, you're going to... Somebody's
2: going to be posted in the chat tomorrow for headlines. You're going to have
1: a big to-do.
2: Happy to- Tuesday of Topline <laughs> birthday, birthday week. week. There you
1: go. <laughs> so what would you do if you were uh, Dabo Sweeney and your quarterback, Cade Klubnick, just decided to go rogue on fourth down and double overtime and just run his own play? I would ask Garrett Riley, are you telling me the
2: truth first? I'd say, are you being honest with me? Are you just embarrassed
1: right now, Garrett? No, that, I, <laughs> that You called it he had a choice? No, but Cade's already owned it. He says he did it. Yeah, he admits it. He did it. Well, that's a problem. Yeah, you got a real problem on your hands. Because your quarterback in overtime decided, I'm not running the play you just called, and I'm going to go ahead and just try to do whatever I want to do here. Well, consider that in that's
2: overtime nuts. against us, they didn't take the option out, and he chose the wrong thing. So that means that they've had a subsequent meeting and said from here on out, right after the post game mm-hmm. when he did his presser, that uh, that's never happening again. We are commanding that he runs the ball or hands the ball off, and he still
1: doesn't. That's a problem. Oh, it's a huge problem. That that might be benching worthy. I would think because your season's lost already. But here's the weird thing in all the numbers point this out it's like Clemson and we know this from having watched our game it's also hilarious it's awesome it's hilarious it's right it's wonderful but you look at Clemson right now in in like ESPN's FPI the power index or whatever they're the 18th best team are they still fifth no they're 18th okay um they are 19th in S&P plus they are ninth uh, amongst power five teams in uh, successful play differential uh, they're 11th in the country in explosive play differential. Like, that's. Yeah. They have a lot of numbers that favor them being a really good team. Is there uh, hmm. advanced metrics for red zone? So there are, and I'd have to look are into that. Are in they triple digits? It I'd I'd have have feels yeah, like it. Seems like that's where they're costing themselves dearly. Now, here's the other thing. Uh, they have. Well, yeah, and he's talking about the turnovers and the red zone issues in turnovers as well. But Kate Klubnick, by the way, you might not realize this. Eleven touchdowns, one interception, a seventy point seven QBR. That's just behind Drake May in the ACC. Mm. Like he's actually played okay. <laughs> well, crazy. he's
2: only lost two more games than Drake too. Drake has now lost a game this season to Virginia. Yep, yep. Woo. Worst that loss is. of the four between the two of them, I would say. Oh, by far. Yeah,
1: uh, that's that's tough. Mm. I'm kind of curious uh, what ends up happening uh, at the uh, at the end of this year with some of the talent on that roster for Clemson. It'd be a shame to see that disperse, make their way on down the road, as I like to say. And if North
2: Carolina's got like four dudes, you know, Drake is gone, so the party's over. Might as well, you know, take it on down the road somewhere else. So
1: we, you and I were talking during the break, we were having fun looking at the ACC, and, you know, we're trying to parse Florida State's path to the college football playoff, but also along the way, who are you going to play in the ACC championship? And it's, a, it's hard to get a handle on that right about now. A lot of people are still alive, including the team you just beat in Duke.
2: Oh, yeah. They're very much
1: in the fight. Now, again, what are the rules this year? I mean, no divisions, obviously. We know that. It's head-to-head first and then
2: common opponents second. Like, way down the line is ranking in the polls. I think it might be the college football playoff is the first one. I couldn't tell you. But it's first is head-to-head and then second is common opponents winning percentage.
1: Yeah, but the problem with head-to-head is... Like okay so what if there are four teams behind Florida State? Oh yeah, multi-team? Yeah, you go to
2: common opponents first. And that gets dicey because then everybody yeah. turns into loopholes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, this is going to get weird. By the way, there's Virginia Tech is not going to be in the hey, position. I'm just saying it's still alive. Well, they're 3 and 4. Tom. That, that they're has not no bearing on th- the ACC championship they're three conversation. 3 and 4. It has to. Like if you're a 6 and 6 team, you can't be compared with a 10 and 2 team. You sure can if you only have one loss in conference that, play as you, we sit you, here today. You could <laughs> There's no, no chance. That's a 6 and 6 team at best. They're not going to be well. in the discussion. They only have one ACC loss. Come on down, Virginia yeah, Tech. It'll yeah. be a rematch of 2010. I would love to play Virginia Tech again. That would be wonderful, but they're not going to make it. Now you would think Clemson's out of it with three. Oh, yeah. Miami's got two losses in the ACC. We'll hand them their third, we hope. Clemson still has to
2: play Notre Dame and North Carolina. Clemson could have five losses in this regular season. Clemson can also
1: beat Notre Dame and North Carolina.
2: They certainly could.
1: They I could of beat wa- Miami, too. I kind of want them to beat Notre Dame. That'd yeah. be fine with me. Oh, me too. Yeah. Well, that's 13-10.
2: That game is 13-10. That's ugly. Put it down.
1: We're taking the under. But yes, Virginia 31, North Carolina 27, even with my still nasally sickly voice, Tom, warrants a you and me moment of, here comes Virginia. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad.
2: I didn't know how to compensate for the sickness.
1: Yeah. So
2: I was searching for it.
1: Also, by the way, just because I enjoy it so often and it happens annually, a tradition that keeps on giving, and that is that Southern Cal cannot beat Utah. They cannot. <laughs> it doesn't matter if Cam Rising plays or doesn't. Yep. doesn't matter who the hell's the quarterback for Utah. Utah's going to beat Southern Cal. That's just what they do, suck at Southern Cal, again.
2: So, I believe Lincoln Riley's however many games he's coached there. So, what is he's it? in year two, right? 19, 20? Yeah. His record and Clay Helton's record are the same through that watermark. We are now getting the Jimbo Sumlin thing. Where Sumlin's ahead of Jimbo by about a game and a half through yeah, well, about Jim, 70.
1: Jimbo's in trouble.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now Clay Helton and Lincoln Riley are. Uh, I think they're both fourteen and five. Well, I think I think, the, I
1: think the more maddening aspect of it for Lincoln Riley is the same thing that pissed off people at Oklahoma, and it will forever seemingly follow him until he does something about it and, and makes a an appreciable effort. Like he has to d- d- decide that this is something he has to do. I don't care if you have the best offense in college football every year if you have the worst defense. Yeah, this is this the old saying. Go back to the old days when we we're at the other place if you can't play defense, you can lose to anybody. You can lose to anybody. And as mad as I can get at times at Adam Fuller, the bottom line is they gave up nothing in the second half again. It's what they do over and over and over again. When they adjust, they are dominant in the second half of football games. I mean, they shut down LSU. That's a wildly efficient offense. And they shut it down in the second half. The outlier for the year is the BC game. Other than that, they pretty much dominate folks once he gets a handle on what you're doing. And so, you know, are there better defensive coordinators out there? Sure. But imagine, like, the frustration you feel when you have these pockets of uh, aggravation that we describe watching FSU. Now imagine being a Southern Cal fan where you have the best quarterback in the country and who's going to be the, the first pick in the draft.
2: And he's kind of college broken right now because he's just throwing interceptions. He's done. He has I mean, to be he's perfect. He's got to
1: score 60 points yeah. a game for them to win. Damn
2: shame. Damn shame. Damn shame. At least they got that Heisman last year, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, it doesn't break my heart either. I'm not a USC fan. It's just I don't understand how you don't. How would you, like, if I'm a brilliant offensive coordinator, and everywhere I've been we have a top three, top two, number one, depends, offense, my only goal would be to find this bastard that could work with me and get some stops every now and again, right? i got to find the guy that can make this. Can we beat people 54 to 28? I mean, that's and fine. Can I, I just need a guy to hold people to 28 points. They have an eternal
2: war chest there. Yes. So what I would
1: do is I would say, hey,
2: how about I'm the co-head coach with Mike Elko <laughs> and let me bring him across the country
1: and um, let's go to war together as co-head coaches. Yeah, Mike's going to say, suck it. I'm going to be a head coach wherever I want to be a head coach. You and by make, the way, he's got the pick of the litter coming up.
2: Here comes $9 million for you, Elko, to be a co-with me and let's go win national titles together. It's I wonder the where Elko
1: Brothers. will end up. I keep saying it, You know, it seems like, Texas A&M would make sense. Um, if they let Jimbo go, you could you could bring Elko back. He's had a taste. I don't know if he liked it there or not. I mean, he didn't like working for Jimbo, yeah. but I don't know if he liked it there. But, I mean, if you're a coach, in truth, despite all the weirdness and the cult that is Texas A&M, you would, you would want that job. I mean, they have endless funds. The facilities are the best in the country. You They, they are desperate, so they're going to give you more money than stands to reason.
2: I would put a yeah section in the contract that says the cult crap. I'm not doing any. I'm of not it. doing all
1: that stuff. You're not yeah. going to get me out here slapping, <laughs> that, and doing my hip with stupid boots. I'm not it'd taking be pictures like with no initial the dog. here for the I'm athletic not holding director. Torches, you know, <laughs> with I'm not doing any street. of that crap. Uh, no, I'm not doing it. That's a uh, uh, guys again. Section three of the contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, guys, you may think that's for all the other crazy stuff that I'm referencing, right? The boot slapping and the torch bearing and all that. No, I'm saying I'm not even doing the sway. I'm not doing this way. Yep. You guys had Jimbo out here looking like an ass swaying yep. around with that lady. We're not doing that.
2: Yeah, you get one photo with the dog a year.
1: That's it. It's the one start of the year. The dog comes in. I smile. That's it. Dog's out. Yep. And I'm a dog guy, but this is weird. So there you go. That's all we're doing. And I want $40 million a year. And you'll give it to me because money's no object. Now let's go. But it's <laughs> – he could have that job. Michigan State's certainly open. Uh, although they're a mess right now too, holy moly! I think you'd have to do a little bit of boot slapping. That's okay. I'm not doing any boot slapping. None. Under no circumstances are we wearing the boots. Are we slapping around on the boots? I'm not doing any hippity do things that I see those guys doing. What about doing. boots on the desk? Would you allow for that? What a booster who comes like, in and puts his boots not, on my desk? Hell no. No. No display boots. <laughs>
2: oh, display
1: boots. Yeah, on the you desk. can have display boots. Would we concede that? I, can I customize
2: them? God, I want to be on this negotiation team. Can we do this? <laughs> <laughs> this would be the greatest contract to ever write up.
1: All right. So while we can, we'll bring Ira on in a little bit here, and we'll talk more Florida State. Let Let's try to save our man here. What do I do with Sam Pittman? I'll oh, read God. it to everybody who didn't see it. Jeff Cameron, show PR firm. Arkansas mustered all of three points against Mississippi State. Three, three.
2: Yeah, seven to three was the final.
1: That was the final. That was almost the final for Washington Arizona State. It was crazy. So, Pittman, this, I I don't know how a coach, I don't know what I do with a client who doesn't know enough to not say this. Now, you know, win or lose, you're going to take to the dais, and you're going to be asked questions about said win or loss. Now, all of us watching the game will be able to identify and isolate four or five critical moments in the football game. Where decisions had to be made. Big decisions had to be made. Sometimes it works out in your favor and probably can't wait to answer that question as to why you chose as you did. I don't like this, Suey. Other times, you make a decision, it backfires, doesn't work, and could be almost directly responsible for the loss. I don't like this. (laughs) So, here you go. During the third quarter, the Razorbacks had a fourth and two at the Mississippi State 33. They were trailing 7-3. to So, the ball is at the Mississippi State 33. Okay? It's fourth and two. Tell me he punts. Pittman didn't know what to do, hesitated, and the Hogs instead were flagged for a delay of game. The result was not a field goal attempt. Instead, Arkansas chose to punt. When asked about it after the game, Pittman's answer was, I didn't know what to do, to be honest with you. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's amazing. <laughs> Sir. Sir. You can't under any circumstances that can't be your answer. Can you read that again? I didn't know what to do to be perfectly honest with you. It's <laughs> amazing. I was probably 8 seconds in on the 42nd clock. I decided at that point to kick a field goal. But we didn't have time to get the field goal off. Oh god. That's the truth. I did not want to call a timeout at that point because I wasn't sure that I even wanted to kick the field goal, if I'm being honest with you. We've had too much honesty at this point, Sam. Oh, There's way too much honesty I going on here. I believe him, though. I believe him. So we kicked it on down to there, two, and the fans got involved. To be honest with you, I just didn't know what to do. I, I guess I didn't make a decision fast enough. Once I got the, the decision in there, I thought we had time to kick it. But at that point, it looks like we didn't, and I didn't want to burn a timeout because my feeling was, I'm not even sure I'm making the right decision right now. (laughs) (laughs) He's having an existential
2: (laughs) crisis. (laughs) I don't know where I am. I (laughs)
1: know. The walls, they're moving. Arkansas ran four plays in Mississippi State's territory the rest of the game.
2: My shoulder's oh, tightening. Guys.
1: Sam, Sam. Guys. Sam. Rich, water. I need a water, Rich. What do you do? What does the Jeff Cameron Show PR firm do with that? You sit him down. <laughs> and you say, Sam, sometimes the
2: truth doesn't help us in a, in a moment. <laughs>
1: this, is, this is one of those moments where you the truth- You can't always tell the truth, yeah. Sam. How have you lived this long? I mean, you.
2: The, <laughs> I really appreciate that you're an honest man, but sometimes, even honest Abe knew there were times where he had you had to skirt over the details.
1: <laughs> uh, I didn't know what to do. In fact, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Well, the doubling down on it is the problem. Like you almost want, at that point, the agent to come running into the room, like, "Hey, hey, 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 we're that's it, we're good." What <laughs> my man. In fact, I don't know
2: why I'm wearing this shirt. <laughs> he starts taking it off. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm done. Jesus.
2: He's I'm losing free. it. we got to you know go. What?
1: Guys, Fayetteville News Observer, I'm free. Print it. That is amazing. We kicked the doubling down. So I'm going to, uh, this is the last of I'll do this, but this is unbelievable. Again, I had to read it twice. But I couldn't believe it. Oh, God, Sam. And we like you. We're going to have to let you go. I don't know what to do. I can't trust you. That's exactly We're gonna what have the to. athletic <laughs> for <fertilizer> did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, Dude, Sam. Sam, what am I, <laughs> I got to fire you You're today. awesome. What are you doing? I got to fire you. Why? Uh, I didn't know what to do, to be perfectly honest with you. I was probably eight seconds in on the 40-second uh, clock. I decided, I guess, to kick a field goal, and we just didn't have time to get it off. That's the truth. I didn't want to call a timeout at that point because I wasn't even sure I really wanted to kick the field goal, to be honest with you. Got the penalty. We punted. Kicked it on down to there, too. The fans got really involved. To be honest with you, I didn't know what to do, really. I didn't make the decision fast enough. Once I got it in there, I thought we had time to kick it. But at that point, I I just didn't want to burn a timeout because my feeling was I really wasn't sure I was making the right decision. (laughs) That's a triple dose of uncertainty. But he said, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Honestly. No, because I really wasn't sure I was making the right decision. I wasn't going to burn a timeout right there because my feeling was I wasn't sure I was making the right decision anyway. Oh, man.
2: He's like our guy in Boardwalk Empire with half a face with the sniper.
1: Oh, when his hand shakes? Yep. You're like, you can't that have a shaky it. hand. You're a shooter. That's what you do. was it. You got to take that dude out. Hesitated. That's it. That's it. <laughs> to the horror and dismay of the the people that love Sam Pittman, they're watching that post game presser, going, "Oh, it's a, it was a run. We Ooh. we liked you, Sam, and I'm glad you got to fulfill your dream of being a head coach." But oh my goodness oh, gracious, Pick suey. that is oh, nuts, Pick suey. So you know the only thing you can do there, though, Sam, is walk in and say. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit twisted in between. By the time I realized uh, that I wanted to kick a field goal, I realized we were going to get a delay a game there, so I chose to punt. Just move on. But, I mean, yeah. you, I mean even that's bad. Got to be better.
2: Got to be better about it. We'll be yeah, better about that's it. that's
1: terrible. I mean, that's on me right there. We were kind of in between his range. So,
2: we've got the guy on one side of the lake. Who is saying, we're on to Cincinnati, Coach. Even though he got a big win this weekend. <laughs> this is the right time to send you off. Wasn't yeah. that a great day? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
2: I'll always remember this day, Coach. Yeah. We're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. And then on the other side of the lake. <laughs> oh, big Sue. Oh, man. Oh,
1: no. Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of it.
2: We'll always have that introductory press conference. I know how much
1: this job meant to you, Sam. Too much. Too much. It overwhelmed in the moment, apparently. I don't know how you scored three points against Mississippi State. Sweet Jesus. That's why we go back and we look. Now look, the two guys that were held on high as the examples of why Mike should be better and we should be better despite all that he inherited. Mel Tucker, no longer employed at Michigan State, but he's a genius. Look, they can win during COVID. And Sam Pittman, oh, look at Arkansas. Whoa. Still looking? Still, still happy about those two guys? Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's
2: Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's
0: Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price got your happy price price line
1: hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me <laughs> zaxby's like look just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land that's easy i can do that i can attest to that a delicious thick juicy tasty zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at of course the strips are a given you like the strips. We get the strips on game days.
2: The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to
1: a party, a pool party, say, this summer,
2: and what do I bring? Just bring a beer. Giant thing. No. And Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. <laughs> Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces and they're all delicious.
1: I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta, they're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief Booster for 18 years. Go
0: Knowles! Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit fsuhomeloans.com, fsuhomeloans.com.
1: Just scratching in there, huh? Having a little fun? Wiki, wiki, woo-woo. All right, Chavelle will join us uh, in a moment. Uh, Chef Cameron Show, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Let's say thank you to a couple of folks here. I got an opportunity to do so. Woo! Marcus writes, let me be the first to congratulate the JCS for awarding Duke the first ever. DP Bohica." DP stands for double platinum, of course. No euphemism here. Woo! <laughs> Appreciate you, Marcus. And in truth, it had already been done. That's the 22nd straight win over Duke. But yes, the NCAA had negated a couple of these wins. And Sky Ninja says, Jeff, when do we move on from Trey? He means Trey Benson. Is it an offensive line issue? Love Trey. Seems like he's taking a step back. Well, Sky Ninja, I'll answer that Woo! after I get done talking to uh, Ira here, because I think it is an interesting um, discussion. Not not to not the the point about moving on at all but but instead how he's used when he's used what types of runs what types of teams all that sort of thing we can get into that a little bit it's uh it's a lot of fun to do so there he is irash fell or cohort is uh here to join us now as he's wont to do on a monday hello ira how are you brother I am great, Jeff. How you doing? You sound a lot better, buddy. I'm getting there, man. I'm still a little nasally, a little nasally, but I feel worlds better, man. This was That was a tough week, tough week. But the crescendo was that wonderful atmosphere Saturday night and that win for Florida State. And real toughness involved with this team. They're resilient. We all know that. And then obviously we see what this offense can be uh, when Jordan's able to run the football. And, 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 you know, in the big games, I think he'll have to. Uh, it's a different dynamic that is almost impossible to stop and a lot of fun. I know the your first piece though was on the defense and they continue to be dominant in the second half of games. Uh, go through what, uh, what you saw on Saturday night, what stood out to you. And I guess if you want to start, start with that defense.
3: Yeah. You know, I thought, uh, I thought it was similar to what we've seen so far. I mean, when they, when they're, when they're um, just doing their jobs, you know, I guess is the best way to say it. I think they're really good. You know, you look at the, you know, I think Adam Thor said today. I think it was about 80 yards on two plays where they they lost contain, and uh, that's a third of Duke's offense. You know, I think there was a perception that maybe Duke was running up and down the field, and and there well, yeah, was a couple of big plays. Now those count, those big plays count, and you got to defend them. But uh, to me, it, it wasn't a case of where they were just manhandling FSU up front and just getting five yards a pop, six yards a pop. Uh, They got a couple of explosive plays and and, and part of that was because Florida State uh, made some mistakes. So I think overall, once they settled down, I thought Florida State's defense played really well. Um, And I, you know, just on that topic, uh, because you brought up Jordan running, you know, there's a, I know there's a narrative out there from some people that, or a feeling from some people that if Riley Leonard had stayed healthy or was able to play the rest of that game, that it, it doesn't, you know, that the result might be different. And I just, all I would say is, Okay, yeah, Duke might have had a little more success offensively if he had been in there, but Duke was never going to stop Florida State again once Jordan Travis started running the football.
1: Yeah, the second half of the game, there's no doubt. Yeah, and the 94-yard drive is a masterpiece, and it's it's the drive that – or 96-yard drive is a masterpiece. And you think at that point, too, uh, it, it, Duke is gassed. They're done. You could tell. And, and they weren't going to get any more stops from that point forward.
3: And they could have played – I mean, literally, I really feel like they could have played another six quarters and Florida State would have scored every time. Like, I just don't think there was a – and Duke, man, give them a great – They Mike Elko's has done his great job. They had a great scheme, a great game plan. But even with that, I think you got to give Florida State's offense a lot of credit. Jordan hit everything he needed to hit um, because they were trying to take away Keon and Johnny. So he did a great job of hitting the tight ends, the backs, and really spread the ball around. Um, but even with that, you know, he still needed to run some. So that's a credit to that Duke defense, which – probably was better than I was giving them credit for going into the game.
1: I think they're good. I think they're extremely well-coached. They're physical. And the other part about Duke's defense is they're smart. They're senior-laden. They've played a ton of football. They're in the right spots. They make you earn it. And that was my thought going into the game is you were going to have to earn it uh, because they are also physical. You know, that's one aspect that has changed dramatically under Elko. You go back over the years, Duke hasn't had many good teams. And even the ones that they had, you would have never said that they were Capable of being very physical. But I think this defense is physical because they're because they're old. They're twenty four year old dudes.
3: There's no question. And I you know, the fact that they've got a bunch of older dudes who I mean, you talk about six or seven years in a college weight room. Yeah. It's a lot different than two or three years. And the other thing I would say, and I just want to give Tom credit, and I'd mentioned that, I think I think I mentioned last time, the smash, um that I thought Tom made a great point in his piece last week where he talked about Duke So many they do such a great job of limiting your runs from being, instead of it being an 18-yard run, it's a six-yard run or an eight-yard run. They, they're they not going to give up on the play. They might get beat at the point of attack, but they made a bunch of plays in that game kind of from the backside that prevented Florida State from, from hitting some even bigger plays. So I think that's something else that they do that you it's hard to quantify, but you really see it when you watch them play.
1: So it'll be interesting to watch. One of the things that is, is both hugely beneficial but also annoys the hell at at least Tom and I, is that uh, they, they use so much personnel. Florida State uses so much personnel, and they rotate so many guys so frequently in any situation um, that they ought to be the freshest team in the second half of every game they play. <laughs> they play. And it's maddening, but it it's working. So I, where do you stand on yeah.
3: this? It's funny you bring that up, man, because I was thinking we might have a lively discussion on headlines about it. Because Corey, uh, on Wake Up War had this morning, I was listening to him and Adlon, and Corey was lamenting it. And I sit next to him in the press box, and he complains about it, just like you guys probably do. Oh,
1: buddy, you you should be glad you don't hear me talking about it. <laughs> well, I already have got, I got Corey in one of you. Mm-hmm. Right? But, um, but, yeah,
3: it's just like, I don't know. I, I get it. I understand the concern. But I'm also like, look at what they're doing in the second half of these games. So, like, how mad can you really be? I mean, they're not going to play. You don't want those guys to play 60, 70 snaps a game. Now, I get it. Um, You know, once Duke started moving the football or they start getting a drive, um, what I liked about this game that I don't think we've seen as much earlier is a commitment to get the starters back in. Like, you would see if Duke got to, like, around the 50-yard line or started getting in plus territory, you'd see Verse and Peyton start running back on the field. And I like that. Like, don't let them – don't just give up the whole drive because you got your backups in there. And so, I I, I think they're working through it, but I appreciate – the fact that they, you know, that they, uh, I think they've got a long-term goal. I mean, I think this was a decision, This, I bet you this whole coaching staff made this decision back in the summer about playing these eight offensive linemen, about playing, rotating frequently on defense, because they thought, what's going to give us the best chance in, in, in December and January?
1: Yeah, and they've had a lot of guys as Norvell would constantly point out that have played a lot of football and I I think that there's a duality to that. He's saying that some guys needed to rest up, some guys had to recover from some things, and some guys maybe don't need to play a lot of snaps in games where you're, you know, probably heavily favored and going to find a way to win the game without their services uh, for more than say 30 or 40 plays. I think it's tough because yeah, you're right. When you're watching a team go down the field and I I just I won't name any one player, but there's, there's several times where you'll see two or three guys that you go, that's not the starter. We could prevent this drive from happening. Let's make sure we do that by putting the starters in. It does get old. But I, I do think also you won't see that. Well, maybe you will. But it doesn't seem likely you would see that against a team like Miami or maybe Florida on the road. You would think
3: that the rotation would get shortened some. And to me it's like, it almost feels like, and look, man, they can get burned one. Uh, the analogy I was thinking of is like playing, playing like when, you, when you're when you slow playing a hand in poker. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't have the nuts, but you feel like you've got close to the nuts, like you've got a great hand and you're slow playing to try to get somebody else to raise you and, and, and really boost up that pot. And there's a little bit of risk involved. And there's some risk involved for Florida State right now. Like it could, it could backfire against them. But I feel like they feel like they've got a really good hand. And they just want to kind of see if they can really hit it big at the end as opposed to
1: maybe, you know, going too aggressive early. We hear anything today? Probably not. I'm just kind of curious, uh, Johnny Wilson's situation.
3: You know, Mike Norvell said uh, he was very encouraged by the way Johnny was yesterday, and I actually kind of heard a whisper about that also this morning. I didn't – it wasn't enough to feel great about, but I, but I did hear a whisper along those lines. And then Mike Norvell said the same thing today, that, that he uh, really was – you know, was doing well yesterday, and they, they're, you know, he's he feels optimistic that he's going to be back soon. Now, whether or not that means this Saturday or not, we'll have to see. But uh, he did, It didn't seem like Coach Beak. I think he legitimately thinks Johnny's going to be back pretty soon.
1: Yeah, you don't need him against Wake Forest, so I wouldn't bring right. him back. And uh, you you probably don't need him against Pitt either. In fact, anybody that's dealing with anything, you're going to need him back for Miami. So let's bring just keep. Miami. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's just bring him back for Miami. Uh, well, I, I just, other than that, other than getting that win, and it's a big one, and and, and kudos again to Duke. I think that's a, a fun team and a good story, uh, but Florida State now sits in a position, Ira, where we are staring this college football playoff and certainly the ACC championship game uh, right in the face. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. This is, you got a couple of games. You have three games that remain on your schedule that are all easy wins, I would, I would argue and then a couple that are difficult, and then an ACC championship game. So really, by getting that win Saturday night, we're down to about two regular season games that we're concerned about here. Two. That's it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think those are two
3: games where you feel like, okay, if if, if you play decently and they play great, they could beat you. They could beat you, I yeah. feel like in, in those other games, you'd have to beat yourself. Um, and uh, look, man, honestly – This past game Saturday, one of the things that really impressed me the most about that game Saturday was they were kind of starting to beat themselves early in that game, both with the the pick six, some of the decisions that that were made by the head coach. And I just felt like that was the scenario. Like, that was the the blueprint Duke needed to win at Doe Campbell Stadium, and they got it really in the first quarter, first half. Uh, But they still couldn't beat Florida State because once Florida State settled down and, and, and Jordan did what he did, uh, you know they have a different gear that a lot of teams don't have. So um, yeah, I mean I think it, I think that's accurate. Uh, I think Florida, Miami, you got to go play well. You, you're going to have to play well in those games or they can beat you. And those are probably the only two teams left.
1: It would be weird for me to do this, but I think I'm required to do so. By the way, for those that don't know, ACC Tip-Off Media Days it's held this week. It's uh, two weeks later than last year's version but tomorrow the ACC will hold the annual two-day basketball tip-off, and so it is for Florida State, Leonard Hamilton, and Darren Green Jr. and Boba Miller. Any cursory thoughts on Florida State basketball to conclude here, Ira?
3: <laughs> I, man, I'm looking forward to What I am looking forward to is just seeing better chemistry. Um, I mean, last year, look, I don't know if this team's going to make the tournament. I think best-case scenario, they make the tournament. Yep, um, yep. Uh, but... but I just want to see a team that looks like they want to play together. They play hard. They play for each other. They like each other. I just feel like that was not the case last year and maybe even in parts of the year before. So that that to me, that's the biggest thing I'm looking for. And if they can make it to the tournament, that would be great.
1: I think we share the same outlook. Um, I, I, I do think it's interesting that he chose Darren Green Jr. and Bobby Miller as opposed to, say, third-year players like Jared Worley or Cameron Fletcher. But, uh, hey, that's, uh, that's fine. Uh, another, t- another time to talk about that. Be good, brother. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
3: Thanks, Jeff. See you, man.
1: Yep. Nah, it's, it's, it's hard to get your head over to basketball, and we haven't been a watchable product the last two years.
2: Not when they don't care to play.
1: Yeah. That's never something I would ever thought I'd say. That we were watching no. a team that doesn't care to play.
2: I'll never forget. I was sitting in the uh, the clubhouse of uh Cap City for the North Carolina in uh at North Carolina. I think it was twenty to two, twenty four. I mean it was something like that where the game started. And we clearly didn't get off the plane. Yeah. Didn't get off the bus. Like there was no
1: you're just like, What is this? We
2: were just there and there was and the sad thing is you had done so much over the previous four or five years yeah. to have it at a place. Like where I was sitting, where 20 people are around the television. They Ready can't to, watch. to watch. Yeah. And then you do that. And
1: Then you get up and you go, I'll take another one. And that's about the end of this viewing experience.
2: Correct. And then there are four or five more instances of that since then where you, you're not sure that they really care to be there, which is
1: crazy because. Can't happen. That's not that guy's program. No, no that's can't not happen. Leonard Hamilton basketball. No, but to Iris' point, if they could make the tournament, it'd be a hell of a way for him to go out, retire wow. at the end of the year, and call it a day. That would be. Uh, I'd be surprised if they did, but. That'd be really cool. It'd be really cool. Jeff Cambridge at 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV.
0: Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at OrangeTheoryFitness.com.
1: By the way, we did not get an opportunity on Thursday to join, and uh, I was sickly and all that stuff. Uh, we didn't get a chance to do our normal solving for the future with our friends at ISF, our partners and collaborators. And I uh, wanted to make sure to do that and, uh, and, and, and solve for the future, Tom. Maybe I can just put the onus on me. You know, ISF collaborates with their clients all across the country. Right here from Tallahassee. They're a national company that works with folks that uh, obviously want to get the most out of what they're doing with state and local government and ISF as I've told you many times before is a great partner because they're going to listen to what you have to say but Tom how about what I had to say last week about uh, Armando Blanc and whether or not he would be making his way to Tallahassee just a a sense that perhaps that could happen that a uh, depending on the service you're looking at five star Defensive lineman could be saying yes to Tallahassee and no to Miami.
2: Yeah, I found that very interesting considering that, you know, you might have pulled that out of thin air and guessed. Well, remember, I've done, I have have a
1: history. We, we, we've documented this. You do,
2: but then there's also that you're guessing about reclassification from one class to another.
1: Well, it's just which, a, I told you it was a rumor I heard about a reclassification possibility. And then, of course, that rumor turned out to be true. And I yeah. have many sources, and those sources come together, and I decide who to trust and who not to trust and when to go forward with these things. And a lot of it has to do with my intuition, the sense of how I can solve the problem and solve the future, quite literally. And uh, what I do is I, I sit back, and I, I, I certainly you know, read the tea leaves, and I get a sense, and then my football instincts kick in. And I said, you know what? This kid has to come here. Yeah. Where else is he going to get developed? in the way that he wants to be, uh, challenged in the way he needs to be.
2: Look, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fleece that you're wearing today either. No. Probably nothing. But I, what, oh, what I will uh, say. His
1: recruitment, uh, it can't. They're not associated with the university yeah. in any way.
2: Correct. Uh, what I do know is that when it comes to matters like this, it, it reminds me why I don't want to play battleship against you. Because it, you I, I know you where just, that carrier is. You would guess the grid. I would. In sequence. I would say, and you'd say. I know where this is. Top left to bottom right or bottom right to top left. Your call. Either way, you lose. Here's a G7 for that ass, and you'd go, boom! Yeah, the first time I say something and you say miss, you're like, well, the game's Man, over. The game is over. It's
1: like missing your first shot in pool against me. That's it. you like, it. Would you get you like to, to get run.
2: Would you like to continue, or do you just want to go get a beer?
1: Which of your ships would you like me to sink first, mm. is the way I often phrase it. Do we want to go through this slow and painful, or do you want me to take out the battleship right off the bat? Let's go.
2: Well, oh, the carrier. The carrier yeah. is just, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, Armando had this to say, this is home. I have been discussing with family, and I have decided that Florida State is where I am meant to be. After talking with Jeff Cameron for hours, I thought, you know what? This guy's right. I don't know. I didn't know who he was, but he makes a lot of good points. Oh, he knew who I was. Let's not get crazy with our examples. Six foot four, about 260. Also a great student. And well, that's uh, how you reclassify. You better what, be. That's yeah. what you do. And he had, uh, he's told all that would hear, I am reclassifying to 2024. Mm. Jeff was right. Now I a lot did of, have the credits. They, yeah, they did. A lot of the um, sites left the Jeff was right part out of the quote. I don't know why they would do that, but that's jealousy. That's probably jealousy. Old Cameron got it right again. He's done it so many times. Going all the way back to Naughty. Mm. And now he's doing it again. Well, Eddie Goldman before that. Eddie was the first. So that was a uh, recruiting class of thirteen, I think. Well, we saw Eddie, and I said, "Well, he has to. He has to be a no." And I sent out the vibes to the universe at that time. Remember, we said that on the air.
2: Now you couldn't coax consistent effort out of Eddie. Nope, just looking for could.
1: the biggest moment. So but, I did yeah. coax that big hit down along the goal line there on that center.
2: Yeah, for Clemson, Clemson. Scared the hell out of him.
1: Yeah, he snapped it over his head after that. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, oh boy. How things repeat themselves, right, Dabo? They're on the inch inch yard line going in for a touchdown.
2: I a do like,
1: and I want to give mm-hmm. uh, Coach Odell a lot of credit here, too.
0: Uh, in addition. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Armando said Coach Hagens yeah. has developed a lot of defensive linemen, and brought them in to see uh, what they're made of and built them back up. So it'll be good for me to be in that situation. That's true, too, in addition to me coaxing this commitment yeah I think coach Odell Hagan did a good job too Yeah, I want to give
2: him his justice it would be like the festival poster you know you have the 36 point font and then he's got the 24 <laughs> point
1: font and you people know? are like I like Odell
2: you know what yeah that's a solid that's a, day that's right a good
1: lineup right there yeah. obviously Jeff's the headliner but look Odell's right there we need to get there a little earlier today yeah, let's do yeah. it stock up the cooler
2: Robert asked in the chat very quickly and it's a super chat so thank you woo uh, if I could only go to one of these games which one should I go to? The Miami game here or yes. the Florida game after no, the holiday?
1: No, it's the Miami game here. Okay. First of all, I think that Miami team is good enough to beat you if you don't play well. I don't. We'll have to see what the status of Tyler Van Dyke is for that game. He's dealing with injuries. We got a heads up before that game. It didn't do us any damn good. But we got a heads up before that game that Tyler was not going to play. Yeah, five yards of uh, an attempt where it's good enough. Strange. Ridiculous. But uh, that said... He is rumored to have more than the leg issue. There is a thought that he's got a back problem, too. Now, I don't know that for sure, but that is the rumor. Are we playing Battleship again here? What's going on? Well, let me just say this. If you if you come into Tallahassee and you do not have him at quarterback, you're going to lose. They, they're going to have to have him. This kid was not good.
2: Your future is solved, Miami.
1: Yeah, that is correct. ISF has, we've got this one pegged. This won't even be you know, amongst the 80 unique clients served over 1,500 projects type stuff. This is just straight up. We've got this. Don't worry about it. We don't need to collaborate, nothing. G3.
2: <laughs> Miami's done.
1: So, the, the thing is, though, Hit. they got away with that against Clemson, as we said. And their defensive line is very good. And they have some very talented young players. And this, this disturbs me because they're getting better. They're still poorly coached in-game. In-game, it is a nightmare. It always will be. Because Ball is a terrible in-game coach. Has been everywhere he's ever been. But he does get good players. And if you don't play well, those good players make plays. Uh, and Cheney's not afraid. No. Leading the way. No, and their offensive line is good. Their defensive line is good. They, they're able to
2: stop the run. But that's why the future may have been solved by our recent past. What Duke did to challenge us yeah. is going to play on film, I mean, more than just their Sunday wrap-up about correcting mistakes, But you don't think that some of those plays and some of those things that Duke did to us in the trenches are going to come up again for Miami preparation? It's a huge lesson to be able to learn when you win by 18.
1: Yeah, Miami's uh, defense, uh, life spectator, was partly the reason for Clemson's offense being cheeks. And Miami's defense is good. It just is. And it's getting better. And they continue to play younger players who are making a difference. I'm not telling you that they're God's gift to football or that we should be scared. I'm telling you that they're going to be hard to block, and if you don't play well, you could lose. It's it's going to be a good game. I, I, now, if they don't have their starting quarterback, I you know this game will resemble what happened with. Duke. Let's say that
2: Van Dyke does play.
1: Yeah, and and, and it's a couple weeks from now, so he certainly he's could. got time. Yeah,
2: what do you think the total for that game would be? Ooh, because he could good. play out in a lot of different ways. It really
1: could. Um, well, I would. I'll be curious when Vegas starts to figure this out. Now we have we have won with four state a lot, both in totals and given the points for a couple of reasons. Explosive plays, four state brings them to the table every game. And we now have, you know, won 13 straight games and we've scored over 30 points in every one of those games. So you roll out of bed scoring 30 on your bad days. Yeah. So whenever I see a total that's 40, I go, What is wrong with you, Vegas? What is wrong with you? We're gonna score 30, period. It's the law. Sorry. We're going to score 30. And, you know, at some point, you would think that they would figure that out and boost those totals up into the 50s a little bit more often. Now, our defense is shutting folks down in the second half of games, period. They just are. So, I would – it is curious at this point, um, total, 58. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put it at 58 go, right now. Go
2: down the middle because you could see it being in the mid-60s. You know?
1: Yeah, i put it at 58. I, I think both defenses get some stops here, and, and yeah, it makes, it makes it a little bit more difficult.
2: Do we have more Zaxby's locations in town today as of right now? It's so cool
1: that you asked. So my wife asked this morning because she has to work late today, and she said, maybe you could swing by Zaxby's. And I said, which one? And she goes, well, gosh, Jeff, you always tell everybody there's more Zaxby's in town than ever thought possible. And I said, that's true. Do you know how many there are today? No. Two more were built. Two more were built. North side of town. I just found this out. North, 84 Zaxby's. 84. 84 Zaxby's. Up from 82. 84 Zaxby's in town. And, of course, all of them here to serve that delicious chicken. You could get a platter. You could get a chicken sandwich. Chicken Philly. You could get the Chicken Philly. And you know that they're giving back. Glorious, glorious. We got baseball tonight. Two games. One starts in a couple of hours and another one later tonight. I will watch that. And you want to hit probables? We got time? We've got 25 seconds. Probables? I probably should have pulled it up. Who's starting for you guys today?
2: (laughs) Aaron Nola. Aaron
1: Nola's starting. I know Max Scherzer starting for the Rangers. There it is. That's not a good idea. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Peace.